everybody. Welcome to our podcast. We are now on part two. And now where were we? It's postpartum care. And that can look like anything for anyone. Like being looked after at home by your husband, by your um, in-laws or your family, or going to a postpartum clinic. You had a junction here. Um, you've got a bit of a, both worlds with your experience, really, because you came home on your own and then you went to a postpartum clinic. Yes. So if you were to give anyone advice, what advice would you give them about aftercare? If you don't have family here and you don't have someone that can help you at home, I do think postpartum care is very needed because you definitely need somebody there to help yeah. with the night feeds, to help with just to help with the newborn stage. And, and you know, the newborn stage, they say, is the easiest. And yeah. I really found it difficult because I really struggled. And I have brothers that have had kids and I've helped them all through the newborn stage. I slept over at their homes when my nieces were born and my other my cousin has twins and I stayed with them for almost a month after. And mm. I don't know, I didn't struggle so much with their children. And I felt really like I failed because it was so easy with their kids. And it was so easy with my brother's kids. And then my friend, mm. a friend of mine passed away when his child was only. And yeah. I slept with the mom because the mom didn't, she didn't have postpartum. Um, uh, she didn't have postpartum depression. She just had, her husband had Brief. died. Yeah, yeah, grief. And so she didn't want anything to do with him. But now she has a great relationship with him. And I stayed for about six months with them looking after this little boy. And I did so not you'd struggle. already had prior knowledge to what it takes to, to for a newborn. a newborn. And I really thought yeah. that I would go into something to do with children, like newborn children. I actually wanted yeah. to be like a night nurse because I thought, oh God, it's so easy. Like, I don't know what people are complaining about. And so when I had my baby, I really thought that was prepared. And I just thought, you know, I've done this so many times. I don't have any issues. I've looked after like six babies I did babysitting for everybody um before as well and I had my little one and I really struggled I don't know if it's the hormones I don't know what it is but I really had a hard time and I do believe when people say it takes a village to raise a baby it does and I was with Kira at home for like three weeks by myself. And every day I ended up crying and feeling like I'm failing and I'm failing at such an easy part. And I told my mom this. I was like, it was so easy to look after other like other people's kids. And I don't understand why I can't do it for my own baby. But you've got to think of all the the emotions and everything that go into it. Like, I really do think now I've gone through it. Um, and I found it very interesting dealing with my emotions right now. But I'm also someone that has taken mental health very seriously over the past like five years of my life. Yeah. So I am more mentally strong and more aware. So for me to even feel the way I've been feeling, I just have been thinking of other mothers and thinking like, if you weren't prepared mentally and maybe weren't as mentally strong, this is going to hit you and it's going to hit you hard. Mm. And it's so many feelings that you felt before, but just times a thousand, like guilt, worry. Like we've all felt guilty. We've all felt worried. 
but then put it on a different level and that's how you feel and it's managing those feelings and it's not easy so I have found it interesting like as each day goes on like okay I am really sensitive today and oh I don't want to be far away from my baby and like even tonight to film the podcast I could have just left him at the room with the nurses but I went out for lunch with a friend and I came back and I was like no I want to see my baby and I want to feed him and I'll just do that and and I also had a bit of a reality check of this is my life now. Like I'm going to have to film podcasts and speak to friends and do stuff while I have a baby. So yeah. just multitask cat, like just, you know, it's how, but... and I feel like, I think you're doing a really good job. And I feel that I'm really impressed with you because, you know, if it were me and I had just had a baby, I would just be like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Like not, not, not this week or whatever. So I'm really like proud Mm. of you because I really thought you would be like, okay, I have him. I, you know, I'm a bit overwhelmed at the moment. So I do think Mm. it is good to have post, like I went and stayed at a postpartum clinic for seven days downstairs. And I, my daughter was already, she, I left the postpartum clinic the day she turned one month old. So I had her for three weeks at home by myself. And then I went to the postpartum clinic and then my daughter turned one month old. And that first three weeks is so hard. Like he's going to be three weeks tomorrow. It's so hard. I honestly feel that it really saved me because I I was at the point where I wanted to put, like I I literally told Alec and I feel so bad that I want to put her up for adoption. Like I was, I I love her so much. I don't know how to explain it. Like I felt like waves were hitting me in my face. Like every time I would feel okay, it would hit me again and I'd be overwhelmed again. And I told him like, I just don't think I can be her mother. I don't feel when I looked at her at that stage and it's so, I feel mm-hmm. so guilty. Like I really didn't feel it was easy and I thought it would be. And then I was just like, I can't be her mother because I'm just always crying. I don't, mm. I'm, and like feeling like I want to just <laughs> not have her in my life anymore. And yeah. And then the reality hits you because, you know, you think you're ready and maybe only me. I don't think other moms feel this way. But I was just like, I've made a huge mistake. Like No, I think a lot of moms feel like that. I think that is postnatal depression. That is what a lot of people go through. We can't give her back because it's not like I can just give her to somebody and take a few hours. Like I literally was I know someone who that happened to. And she said exactly the same thing and kept saying to me, don't do it, don't do it. And this was like what like three four years ago and she said to me just don't have kids and I was sat there and I'd just gone through an ectopic pregnancy and she was saying to me she was like it's just not worth it just don't do it and she was struggling with postnatal depression and she was like don't do it don't do it and like I remember she shouted at her baby like what do you want I don't know what you want and like was really angry and like she was just really struggling yeah and I remember sending other moms a message because I was just trying to reach out to anybody I was very alone and my mom Mm -hmm couldn't relate with me um and honestly I just at the time I loved her so much that I just thought that I think I don't think I can be her mom because I don't think I can be a good mom at the moment to her and I feel really bad because I I, and I couldn't really say anything to anybody because you know this is what you want every time you tell someone that you're struggling they're like why are you complaining this is exactly what you wanted so I don't understand and Mm. it's hard And then I had a friend that I sent a message to and she said to me, I still remember it because she was like, 
look at your baby, take your baby in your arms. And this is like 2 a.m. in the morning. And she's like, and look at your baby and look at what you've made and just and look at her and and feel the love. And I took her and I was looking at her and I felt like no love. I was just looking at her thinking, what have I done? I have brought this <laughs> yeah. human into my life and my life is over, literally over. I have, I, I don't have my own time anymore. I'm I'm now in jail. That's basically what I thought. And, and then I just start crying because I just feel like there's no way of, I, there's nothing I can do. I can't get my old life back. Um, you feel stuck. Yeah. It's, but also it's, it's probably a mourning process because it is something. Now I think about it and I'm just like, I'm happy. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm and like, I love spending time with her. But mm. at the time I just, I really, I, and I, and I was wishing to have her back in me and it wasn't to keep her safe. I was just wishing because I had so much free time. I could watch movies when I wanted to watch it. I could go out when I wanted to go out. And now mm. I'm restrained to this little human being that relies on me for everything. And I can't go out. I can't watch anything I want. I can't sleep when I want to sleep. And and I just was overwhelmed. Like I just thought. That's why yeah. I think the postpartum center's good though in the first like three weeks or yes. months because you are overwhelmed. You do have a lot of emotions and sensitivity and hormones and everything's going around around in your body and in your head and it's it's just a crazy time and your body's healing and you can send them to the nurses and know that your baby is being taken care of in a professional environment and you can rest like if it gets too much for you mentally and you start to get too overwhelmed it's like okay can you take them back now I've done yeah. enough for today like and you can build on that slowly um and actually some women I know some of the women who were in my mummy class they got to the point at their UED junction where they just wanted to go home they were just fed up of being in the postpartum clinic and they wanted to get home and be able to just do things themselves and be on their own with their baby and I'm kind yeah. of getting to that point I, I leave on Sunday um, and I am at that point like I'm excited to have my baby in my home yes. and with me but I'm also like oh but I can't just be like oh I'm just I want to go to sleep and not worry. Yeah, so this is what I I I completely am for postpartum clinics. I, I suggest yeah. to all new moms, but uh -huh. I do have I have friends that have gone for three weeks or a month, and they did say to me the only thing is it it does make you accustomed to being able to yes. have someone, and they say when you go home you kind of shocked, you still get shocked into it because you realize oh my gosh actually it's not as it's not as flowing and easy because you don't feel it when you're at a postpartum yeah. clinic. And I spoke with um, a girl uh, who did the birthing class with me. I won't name her name, but she yeah. does listen to our podcast. So hi. Um, <laughs> and uh, she did say to me that um, she's also had a boy. Um, and our boys, I feel like, look a little similar really similar <laughs> yeah we really do um but and they've had similar skin conditions and like stomach problems and things like that and it was really nice oh, it was like I could breathe after like I'd we were lining each other the other day and she was telling me all the things that her son was struggling with and I was like oh god Jarvis is the same and I was like oh thank god like it's not just my baby because you yeah. really start to think it's just your baby um, so when we say it takes a village and having that support, it definitely does. Um, but yeah, she'd been in um, a clinic, a postpartum clinic, and she didn't have her baby overnight. And then when she went home, she said that she regrets that because 
she had to get into a routine of a nighttime routine and um it was a bit of a shock for her I said to her that yeah I've I've thought of that and um I'm gonna try and have him overnight before I go home and I still haven't <laughs> I'm still, it still gets to nighttime I mean... and sometimes gets to like one o'clock and I'm like oh, I'm sending him back and I think it's because I'm scared to go to sleep while he's asleep I'm still in that phase. Like, I'm scared to sleep while he's asleep. Whereas I know I can get a good night's sleep if he's being watched. Whereas yeah. if I'm having to watch him, I'm just a bit worried about it. And yeah. all the things that they put in the the thing here is just such a SIDS hazard. But if your baby's being watched the whole time, it's not. But in my room, I just feel a bit like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with it yet. I just think it's going to take time you need the sleep and put your baby in the bed with nothing and yeah. right now yes he's being watched all the time and that's why they have all those blankets and everything i mean yes. to this day my child does not sleep with a blanket even now in this cold weather she still doesn't she sleep with a blanket and no she just doesn't she's not used to having blankets because when she was a baby i just put her in the bed with nothing and now she gets cold because when i come to the room she's in a you know frog we call it the frog leaf pose so a little bum in the end and little legs in but i can see she's cold i put the blanket on but she doesn't like it she just throws it off again because she's so used to not having anything with her in the bed and that's good yeah. to you know like we put layers on her but you know she still kind of doesn't want she doesn't like the feeling of the pants on her body so i do think when you get home you work you you learn your baby and you know do what you can to get that sleep yeah I know and you're kind of thrown into the thick of it at home so you have to deal with it right and um I will say like it, being here has been amazing and it's the best money I've ever spent but it's not convenient to look after a baby in this room like that's why my back went because they, they don't give you like a changing table or anything but they do give you this like little cot thing um that they sleep in and you can change them in that but I don't know it's just not as convenient as being on like a proper changing table and then um we don't use wet wipes on him we wash his bum so it's hard in the sink to kind of wash his bum whereas at home it would be easier I just think you know there's some challenges here that actually when I get home it's probably going to be easier for me to look after him because I don't have the inconvenience of this room yes which is nice and being and and so I just want to put it out there for moms. Postpartum clinics are not there to, they t they're to show you how to look after your baby, but it's mostly for the mom. Yeah. It's actually there for you to heal as a mom after giving birth. And this is why your room is not catered to have a baby in it because they're going to take over yeah. the baby. I will say that this clinic does that. And um, yeah. they do ask you like, um that's if you walk and you see it oh did you have Javis today and if you say no it's kind of like oh <laughs> you know like they don't shame you for it but yeah. it's kind of they encourage you to have the babies I don't know if if your one but mine definitely did not encourage me to have Kira at night they were very much like mommy go sleep go sleep I don't know if it's because of how I I walked into the post postpartum clinic yeah but I have a lot of friends who have told me who have done postpartum that they didn't they didn't ever have their baby in the room with them at night they had it during the day and at night the they left it you know with um the nurses yeah. and stuff and so no they they encourage it here they think it's good to get into a routine with your baby and know how it works yeah but they're 
they're really really sweet here and um they've really catered to my english massively yeah. um they've also they're very they cater very to each person like your meals the meals um they're not as delicious as the clinic that i gave birth at because they're very bland but i did ask for the healthiest option and that means no salt or bad oils and things like that things that make vegetables tasty you know i don't yeah. have any of that um but they'll give you special teas depending on whether you're breastfeeding or not but also depending on like my back they gave me a special tea to help with my back um and they also like the, one of the women i don't know if they did it for other mums or if it was just me i'm not sure but they gave me a photo of jarvis um and then one of the nurses wrote on the back like um as if she was Jarvis, she was like, mommy, don't worry. I'm going to grow up and be big and strong just for you. And it was yeah. just like, oh, cause they knew I was, my health anxiety was kicking in and they do stuff like that. And then they've got like a little journal. I'm, I'm assuming other Ueda Zhangxings do this, but they have a little journal where they do like footprints and they put pictures in there of Jarvis and they take all these pictures of him. And it's like a little catalog of like um, his stay here yeah. and like how he's developed and how he's, you know yeah. and all of this and they've just been like and the one nurse that doesn't speak English knows my health anxiety has been bad and she always prepares a Google Translate thing with a message on it and it always says like Jarvis is doing good he's had this he hasn't had this don't worry about this this is now looking better he's doing well feed him at 8 30 okay and it, like she'll make sure that I feel good and calm and um there's classes that we take here and because they're all in Chinese they told me like you don't need to attend them we'll have the instructor just come to your room and do it with you one-on-one because it's easier and we'll put the translator in the room oh, that's and that's lovely. just going above and beyond you know um because there's a woman who's from Hong Kong here, so her English is good. And every time I have to interact with a nurse, she's there to mm. translate. She's there to do everything and to help. And, it, you know, and then the doctors come to my room and they speak to me about Jarvis. And then the other doctors, so you have like two doctors, you have a pediatrician and a doctor and a Chinese doctor, actually, also. So three. And um, they come to your room and they talk to you about your baby and how they've developed and yeah. everything, blah, blah, blah. And then the other doctor comes and asks you about questions about your health. And then the Chinese doctor comes and feels your pulse and tells you how you are and things like that. It's very attentive. And um, I would, it's definitely worth the money and the experience. And yes. I'm glad I did it. Saying that, if you are someone that is mentally stronger and physically stronger, like healthy, and you have a good family and good friends and your family are going to stop with you, that is also just as good support, I feel. Like yes. I know a, a woman who's just given birth and her mum flew in and her mum was there to help her. And I think she had a really nice experience being at home with her mum and her mum helping and things like that. Yeah, so if my, you do yeah that, my sister-in-law had her parents yeah. come and they stayed for a whole month. So mm -hmm. I do think, I don't know if we can say that you're, if you're more mentally strong, because I just think it creeps up on you. Like I would never ask for you help. No. Yeah. Some people don't know, but some people just are, some people aren't prone to depression. Yeah. I've never experienced. I, okay. I would like to say to all the people who have depression that I mm. can sympathize with you because I thought I had gone through depression and I've never felt anything like that before. And now I can understand why people go through what they go through and how they feel because I've experienced it. But before that, I 
cannot even say because I, I would say, oh, I feel depressed today. And it would be just like a comment I would make. And that feeling uh, that I had is just very hard to explain and tell people yeah. because people would ask me, what do I feel? And I was just like, I don't Until know how to. Until you're in the to. thick of it then yes. you don't know it's the same with anxiety like if I tell um, you I'm feeling anxious you better believe it. it's like it's anxiety it's not like a little bit of worry and a bit nervous like and and this is why I say to people like you know I can't even if you say if even if you do say you're anxious or depressed I can't say that it's not because you know, no. you know pe people feel what they feel you don't know but yeah. I just want to be like, if you have someone who can help you, yes, take the help because so important after giving but birth. But you are right. Like when I say, um, if you are someone that's mentally strong, I mean someone that has seeked help and is active with yes. taking care of their mental yes. health and knows how to deal with their mental health so that if something does come their way, they've put in the tools or have the tools in place to deal with it but like you say even if you have that it could still hit you in a different way and then you don't know how to deal with it it's not and saying so, just because you are someone that has done that that you're going to be able to deal with it yeah. it really is a mind f and you know what don't be embarrassed don't feel ashamed and scared to reach out Yes, you had the Dongshin, do it. Uh, postpartum clinic, do it. Have mom and dad stay with you. Yes, I know some people, like I don't like people helping me because I like things the way I want it to be mm. done. Sorry, trust me when you're in that state, I just don't think it matters. You're going to yeah. take the, any help that you can get. It's and a lot. You can un and you know what? If you don't like something, you don't have to do it again. Like the next day you can tell them, <laughs> oh, I didn't like yeah. what you did yesterday. And they, I'm sure they will not be offended because it's your baby and, and your rules in your house. And, you know. And if you do have the confidence to speak about what you're going through, try and speak about it with mums, new yeah. mums, old mums, like, because you'll actually find that when people can relate to you and say they've been through that or they experienced that or they know someone that experienced that, it just, it, I don't know, it kind of grounds you a bit and it makes you realise that, oh, okay, it's not a me thing. It's not a my baby. It's not a my problem. It's not my mental health. It's, this happens. This happens to other people. And when you can relate, it definitely grounds you and makes you feel like, take it you can take a breath and then you're just like okay right so this is normal procedure this is something normal people feel and I will feel better again yes it's not gonna last forever it doesn't last yeah. forever I promise at the time you do think it lasts forever but you do feel good again exactly and that can that's why I say like speak to multiple people because you know it's always that one person where you're like oh, yeah, my baby's had, like, a really upset stomach. Uh, we have to change the formula. And they go, oh, I don't know. I didn't have to deal with that. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I've just been feeling a bit, you know, sensitive and worried. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't really worried. And they yeah. just don't relate to you at all. And it's like, that's fine if you didn't feel that. But, um, you know, sometimes people are just a bit cold, like, no, it didn't happen to me. And you're yeah. just like, well, good for you, but then that can make you feel a bit worse sometimes. Like, That's why. I, I, yes, I was really like, you know, every time I spoke to someone about stuff, it was always like that. Like, no. no and I'm awful. just like, oh my gosh, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, something wrong. Yeah. That's why I, and it made things worse for me. And I feel so bad because I don't think they meant to do that. But I was just like, I am a bad mother. I can't even get this 
straight. And now I look back at it and my whole group really did have a lot of help from family. And so I do think, yes, next time you just find someone that you can relate to. I wish I had known you back then, mm -hmm. but I did not. And yeah. I only knew people that li either live with their families or had, you know, and I was very alone. My mom, did, I, it was COVID. My mom couldn't fly out and I couldn't really talk to my family. And every time I spoke to them, it was just a very different conversation. Not good timing. And, like yeah. That's, the whole situation's just not great timing, is it? Yes. And it all adds into it. So any new mums out there, I know um, Weena, who was on our uh, yes. podcast on our last episode, she gave birth. So congratulations mm -hmm. to Weena. So all the mums, if any of you are listening from my birth class, they've all given birth now and um, everyone's healthy and doing well. And it's it's really nice to see that everyone's done it. Like we're all done. We've all finished. Given birth. <laughs> yeah, finished. It's great. So congratulations to everyone and any new mums out there or people trying to get pregnant or pregnant or wanting to have a baby yeah, um, yeah. i hope our podcast helps you a little bit um and, and please don't be frightened because not everyone's stories sound like we're not too sure on what our next topic is going to be for our next episode um so stay tuned to find out yes. um we are still hoping to get more guests on and continue this path of talking about mums raising children and also diving into some other topics as well that are yes. a bit more broad about yes. traveling and living in different countries and you know I'm excited for this year see how how we do with the podcast and um thank you for everyone that listened to us last year um yes I think we've been going for a year now nearly yeah um so we've just got to keep it up we're still a very small podcast but we really appreciate everyone all that the support yes. yeah definitely and happy new year to everyone yes happy new year and also uh yeah. merry christmas i'm not sure if we did say yeah. merry christmas but it all went so quickly i can't believe yeah. it's already 2024 thank you and we hope you continue this journey with us yes so, see you next week guys bye, bye.